The Koi Gig Pod. Who is this serving? And what is the end goal? Would be kind of nice to know. I feel like we haven't had quite enough Irish bias this year, so I am quite happy to see this. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Very excited the World Cup resumes. Semi-final, hard to believe. Uh, Mid-December. Uh, I'm all about, um, uh-huh. you know, take aside everything that's wrong with this World Cup. Shouldn't be there, absolutely. But I like, do actually like the idea of the Winter World Cup because players are much better. They're like really in form and in groove. And the quarterfinals were, I think they'll go down as the best set of quarterfinals that I can remember of any football tournament. We'll anyway. never have it again, though. Because the next World Cup, obviously, it won't happen um, this time of year in America. American TV schedules are ram-packed with uh, basketball and uh, also with uh, NFL. So it's not going to happen again. Mm. So then it won't happen that next World Cup. And then after that, they'll be like, no, we're not doing it again. When actually, we probably should do it again. Mm. right? I think the precedent has been there. I've enjoyed it. Now, I, I, all these people saying it's the greatest World Cup of our, of our lifetime, I think... Now hear me out here. I still think it needs <coughs> semi big semi-finals and final. Like it does. If, if, if the semi-finals are crap and the final, if is there's crap. three nil alls, right? Yeah, I buy that. But any range of outcomes. Now, no matter who wins, the story is incredible. Yeah. So you get a, this, the second back to back in fifty years, mm-hmm. right? Mbappe is now on Pele's level. Because he's taken a team to do back to backs. Yeah. At roughly, you know, slightly. Was he two years older? Than Pele mm. when he did his back to backs seventeen and twenty one was it? So you, you're you're catapulting him immediately to the level of stratospheric greatness. If Croatia win it, they're a tiny little like little pinprick on the map in terms of population. What a ridiculous story that is! Mm. If Morocco win in Fuego, the like the entire world is like, oh my god, how did this happen? Mm. And if Leo Messi wins, <laughs> it's okay, greatest footballer of all time. <clears throat> no ifs, ands, or buts. And that's... So, I don't see now how you can have a bad World Cup. Mm. That's it. It's done. It's going to be good. Croatia is the least sexy option, maybe. And and it's still a brilliant option. Like, it's still Modric. It's still a four million population. It's it's all the rest. But because they were in the final in 2018, it's like we're almost used to Croatia being oh, there. I there, think it's very attractive. That's good. It's good. Very like, attractive proposition. Um, I, I love Croatia. I love everything about them. I love that they just don't give up. They punch way above their weight and they still have a bit of technical quality. And just reading um, Bruno Petkovic, uh, the striker who equalised against Brazil, just his story is it's so good. Like It just typifies them. He joked that he was the 78th choice striker uh, coming into the tournament. He only made his debut uh, for Croatia in 2019. He's 28 years old. Uh, back in the 2018 World Cup, he was playing for Bologna as a squad player. And he had uh, hope and hell of making the squad. So he watched the World Cup from afar like everybody else, became a fan like every other Croatian and uh, decided uh, I'm going to actually try and get to the semi-final uh, against England just to go as a fan but actually never got to go there even for that even as a fan now he's playing for Dinamo Zagreb doing a little bit better got the call up here or you know nearly four years ago now uh, still only has a dozen or so caps and scores that goal against Brazil and goes down in history and like, it's, it's amazing uh, like they just punch above mm-hmm. and they still have quality like their midfield three Brazovic Kovacic Madrid is um, delightful yeah, well, it means how one goal, one goal now he is a national hero. Like he's that's like all it the, takes. Like the Alan McLaughlin or the exactly. Ronnie Whelan. Think or, of our own national heroes. It's all it takes. That's what the that's what the World Cup's so brilliant. Like you, you can forge yourself into folklore with one strike of a ball, which is what he did, and it took a deflection, and still he's the man who put it into the net. True, Morocco lads, I think are going to do it the whole way through. Well, like they've an extra twenty four hours rest on France. The only problem with Morocco, I suppose, is 
I mean, they've had a few knocks, a few injuries. They're a bit wrecked. Um, so can they push on one more time and get to a final? I don't know. The French, the French are clearly going to be tough to break down, but Morocco don't concede too many goals, so it's got, that's going to be a decent game. The tonight's game is pretty hard to call. Like Argentina have been beatable in a lot of games. Like still, Messi's running the show, but I mean they're there for the taking, and in some ways could go to penalties. I'd love to see it. Semi-final penalty should have just has that extra layer of holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see somebody dominate the game and decide it decisively. Yeah. In a way that, like, oh, we'll remember forever. What's your like, instant reaction? Who do you want to win the World Cup? Morocco. 100%. For the story of the tournament already, and they will be. Do you know, they, like, unquestionably. But their job is done then. Thanks very much. It's been great. No, but I think... I, 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 I saw a great clip of one of the Moroccan players during the summer, like six months ago, where he was sitting with his mate. I don't think he knew his mate was filming him. And, his, and he was basically saying, if we get past the group stage... We, were, we are 100% going further because he said hopefully we'll get past the group stages and if we do the belief will just go up the way like a, a completely shoot through the roof um, I don't think they I don't think they're surprised to be at this stage everyone else is surprised about Morocco but I don't think they are Did you start taking notice of them in the group stages <coughs> or was it only from the last 16 from the, Like From the first game I remember John Duggan saying that they were dark horses in his view and didn't they draw the first game Croatia no, no, yeah. yeah and like from that moment you're thinking <coughs> oh, they're actually okay because Croatia are pretty good so I think everyone took notice straight away. Now, obviously, when they started picking off wins, like when they beat Belgium, was it? Yeah. Then, so you're, like, then you're like, right, they're, yeah. they're, they're pretty good. So I think at that point, everyone was like, well, they, they could get to a quarterfinal, maybe. Uh, but to a, a semifinal was, seemed to stretch beyond for anyone's... For One anyone's thing book. they haven't contended with is not conceding a goal. They just don't know what it feels like. Yeah. So you worry for them if France score earlier from Bappe. Bappe was quiet against England. Um, he'll know himself that he'll be judging his performances in these games, like quarterfinal onwards. He was, you know, he wasn't bad against England, but he was quiet. If he does well against Morocco, he knows himself like I'm the man who brought our country to the World Cup final or to retain it. Like he had a great World Cup four years ago. He needs himself to beat this World Cup to become officially the best player in the world, which mm. many people suspect he already is. Does he? Ballon d'Or guaranteed, guaranteed. Does he need to do much more? Like I think so. I think. I think if he's just part of the team from this point forward, he'll still be top scorer. So back to back top scorer in World Cups. And France win two World Cups. If if Griezmann is the man in the semi-final and final at this stage, right? Yeah. I actually think Griezmann could end up pipping him to whatever individual awards there are. Um, but, uh, like, I think everybody will still accept that Kylian Mbappe is the best player in the world. Like Erling Haaland, yeah, great. You scored all those goals against, who was it? Like, mm. some some mediocre English team, it turns out. I don't know, people have Off very, Broadway. <laughs> very short memories. Exactly, increasingly yeah, short. short in, yeah, well, no, that's my point. <clears throat> uh, increasingly short Premier memories. League teams. So, Mbappe, right, if he's quiet in semi-final, quiet in the final, people are like, oh, yeah, was he good? Always oh, in the group stage. It was this, that he was good. And they, then the Premier League lose, resumes, and then Haaland starts banging him in again. It was like, oh yeah, Haaland is the best striker in the world. If they lose, right, mm-hmm. uh, if France lose and Kylian Mbappe doesn't score, he'll be blamed. And so, it's, it's on a knife edge for the yeah. young man uh, whether or not he ends up getting scapegoated but he's, he's clearly the best I feel a little bit sorry in the world at the moment yeah I feel sorry for Karim Benzema like he's sitting at home going they, they didn't need they didn't need me all along I'm the Ballon d'Or winner I'm sitting at home Olivier Giroud is taking the back and headlines Giroud. off me he's become France's leading goal scorer during this tournament he's led the way and the men's side yeah. but for the um, like with Benzema and his international career it's the greatest what could have been oh. isn't it? My word. Considering what he's on a club level. 
That is in his prime. In his prime. This was his World Cup prime time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not. Let's not just forget that. Like he's partly responsible for that. Where yeah. his involvement in like some, uh, you know, there, there was incidents. <laughs> Oh yeah, cool words in your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was out of the picture for a long time, and then it was only the last couple of years. People are like, "Oh, this guy is like one of the best strikers in the world," but he'll have massive regrets, won't he? Massive 100%. regrets about not doing it at the biggest stage. Yeah, for his national level. Um, anyway, I think I do think um, Mbappe needs to play really well. Either I'm not sure. Karim Benzema is a man who uh, has many regrets about anything in life. He doesn't. That does not come across. You don't know what's going inside his head. Well, you don't, but like... You could have huge regrets. You could walk around being, oh my God, why did that happen? All this stuff at club level, it means nothing to me. I just want to do well for my country, and I never can. Okay. I never will. I, 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 I suspect you're wrong, but as you say, there's, there's no right... How do you know no you're wrong? right? So we're, we're saying Morocco is the story, but <clears throat> let's be honest, like Messi is, that's the story. Like the biggest story worldwide, even bigger than Morocco, would be Messi winning the World Cup. The Messi thing's not grabbing me. It's not grabbing me. Really? Yeah. If he wins the World Cup, uh, won't think much more of him or less of him. It was like, yeah, it's not grabbing me. When you think of Maradona, you think of him holding the World Cup trophy. Yeah, but I, I associate Maradona with Argentina first and foremost, even just o- even over Napoli. Whereas Messi, for me, is Barcelona more so than Argentina. I, I, I think there's a reason okay. for that. If he wins the World Cup, <laughs> yeah, then there's, there's a bit of a reason like, for that. Yeah, you're going to think of him. Oh, if he has a massive semi-final so. tonight and final on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, then. Uh, He's completely written, rewritten can, history. Can I just... Um, what day of the week is it? <laughs> it is today, Tuesday, yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we so had a moment at the production meeting where I wasn't quite sure what day it was. Did you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. Okay, yeah. so what day did France play? So France... Uh, what day did they play? They yeah. played Saturday night. Against who? Against the English. And ha- what day did Morocco play? Uh, Morocco played on Friday night. No. This is like homework with your kids in primary school. <laughs> they're, they're quarterfinal, no? Who was on Friday night? There was two games on Friday. There were two games on Friday. Yeah. Two games on Saturday. Yeah, so Morocco... Oh, yes, of course. So why did Morocco play? Morocco played, obviously, early, uh, on Saturday. Earlier on Saturday, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I watched the game. I, I don't I'm sure even you mind. did, yeah. yeah. And so how long... How, what's the advantage <laughs> of the extra rest they have? You'd think this wouldn't, wouldn't be a tough quiz, like literal days of the you, week. <laughs> you don't want to talk like... You'd be forgetting things all the time. I wouldn't take that now at all. I'm old. Next time it comes up, you're I'll, not that old. I'll, I'll, I'll recall <clears> it. Uh, you're not that old. Uh, the final is on Sunday, folks. Look, it's just, it was just a theme emerging very early in the show there. <laughs> the days of the week it were was. tricky. See, I'm so excited for the third place playoff, which is on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was Monday, one day, Tuesday, <coughs> two day. <laughs> I was getting carried away with the third place. So, yeah. Sunday at three o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, you're, we're all going to be watching the Club Ireland final. Yeah, half three. Oh. Throw in. See, that's the thing. It, it, because it, it throws in half an hour later, it's like, maybe they, sh- they sh- should have gone with that 2.30 throw-in maybe in Croker. Get in there ahead of the World Cup and get people on board. If it's a really good match, they won't flick over. But I mean, a three o'clock start for the World Cup final is, yeah, <clears throat> it could be it could be uh, the death knell. But it's a different crowd, you know. I don't think it'll it'll have too too massive an impact you'd, you'd imagine on the hurling. <clears throat> Jeez, yeah. Look at this. I throw on the uh, live comments there, Noel Cattle, Mbappe is overrated in my opinion. I kind of feel like that's going to be the narrative around him. I don't agree with that now. I think Mbappe is perfectly rated as being the best striker around, but uh, I, I kind of worry for his um, the perception of him a little bit. But he's not. He's not like he's not a striker. Striker. He's not like the. He's not the Van Nistelrooy striker. He's a different. He's not, he's not number nine, but like Thierry Henry was not technically the, a striker. Striker, but he was. Like yeah. he was. It was, and it's. Um, they just have a slightly different way of getting him in the team and um, putting people around him. I, like, look, I think this has to do with PSG and people not rating the French league and 
they're like, oh, you haven't done it. And then it's like, oh, well, actually, he won a World Cup four years ago where he was clearly the best player. And mm. um, I don't know. I'd like to see slightly more from him in most games he plays. <laughs> I think he could do a lot more. Um, I think to a degree he rests in his laurels because he's often so much better than everybody else, certainly around him in the final third. And also the PSG point is valid. Like We're not actually exposed to Mbappe that much because I don't know how much of Liga we're watching. And even if we are watching it regularly, they're generally winning games handily enough. That's so harsh. <coughs> so we're only That's seeing... That's harsh. I'm, I'm, I'm just putting it out there, right, that we see him in the Champions League. And he's and brilliant. The highest level towards the... I think he's, yeah, I think he's brilliant. I, I think there's more to Mbappe that he could produce. I think he could be doing this like... So he skins a defender and it's eye-opening maybe once or twice a game where it's like, oh my God, this is incredible. His pace, his uh, touch technique, his vision, incredible. I'd like, do it another four or five times. I'd love to see him eviscerate opponents. I'd love to see him embarrass opponents. But I think he actually hangs back a bit. I, I'm just saying, I'm not saying, by the way, that he's not brilliant. Doesn't I'm just saying, I'd love to see that a little bit more. I, could, I think he could do more. I, I, I'd love to see the, the proper stats and analysis for like the uh, defenders beaten on average, the take-ons on average in a game. Like... You could say that with all the pictures of Messi strolling, strolling, strolling and then bursting, that's kind of the shtick. Mm. That's sort of how you get your space. That's sort of how yeah. you get the two minutes or two moments in a match where the ball's in the back of the net and the defender's wondering, where were you? And all of a sudden it's like, oh, he, he, he burst into pace. Uh, he burst into a sprint because yeah. the five minutes before that he'd been strolling and I thought, okay, I've got him, I've got him. Like, is, that not, is that not how it works? Well, watching Messi is one of the finest <clears throat> arts of football viewing because he'll, he'll just be stationary for large portions of a game yeah. and he's basically analysing what, he, what he's going to do next and he's the only player who gets away with that. Going back to Mbappe, I think one of the biggest joys in football, watching it growing up, and the reason that so many of us take up the game and maintain playing the game, is there's nothing purer than seeing a player take on his opponent. And you actually don't see it too often in modern football where it's very system-based and they, there's not real room for individualism in terms of uh, a winger, say, gets the ball and takes on the fullback in the old school. Stanley Matthews idea, Andrzej Konczewskis, you bait the ball past the left back and swing it in with your right foot. You don't really see that too often anymore, but there's actually something very thrilling and raw about that that's very relatable to everybody who played football growing up. Whereas it's so systemic now, so it involves and the likes of Antoine Griezmann, who's a fantastic team player, great technique. Mm. But I think Mbappe has the ability to single-handedly win games and there's a handful of players who can do that. Erling Haaland isn't one of those players. Haaland's a brilliant link-up player yeah. who relies on service, who then is the ultimate finisher and there's no one to touch him in finishing. But for Mbappe, he is one of those Royal Rovers... Diego Maradona type players where you watch that Maradona as he compared a documentary <clears> and you, you really actually overlook just how amazing a footballer he was sometimes because of his incredible off the pitch story but you know with Napoli he was getting the ball and taking on like Juventus AC Milan defenders when the Italian league in the 80s was just supreme yeah. and he was getting knocked about the place and it didn't, it didn't bother him he'd fall on the ground get himself back up he'd be mud all over bruised getting acupuncture on his back in absolute bits but he'd go again and take him on again and I feel that there's a, it's slightly missing in the modern game. I also will make the point that I don't think football has ever been better. I think the technical standard of football in the game nowadays is unbelievable. Everyone's touch is good at the top level. Everybody does the right things thereabouts. But at the same time, you lose that little bit of majesty and creativity that gets you involved in the first place. I think Mbappe has the ability to do it, but I don't think he does it enough. I think this argument that, um, <clears throat> and, and look, it's made about Mbappe, that you need to have a big World Cup in order to announce yourself on the world stage, you don't necessarily, like he did it in 2018, which is great, and he's kind of doing it again now as well, but like, anyone can have a, 
a good one-off World Cup. Like Harry Maguire has been... Like if England had won their quarter-final, all of a sudden Harry Maguire has had... Talk yourself into it, come on. No, like... Let's be having you. He, he's been good for England. In, he was good for England in this tournament. Was he? If they made a semi-final slash final, all of a sudden you're like... If, if, he, if England make a final and he had a good semi-final again... Is he good? Um, how, he, how did they go out of the tournament, Jane? Well, the Giroud goal, like, you can't really blame that coming, really? Off, coming off his shoulder. I don't what's, th- he, what's, he, what's he doing there? I don't think it's Harry Maguire's fault he's got He's got his man. He's got a 36-year-old striker who he's come up against countless times in the Premier League. Look, I'm, I'm Harry Maguire. making a near post run. <clears throat> I've been one of his biggest critics. Like, uh, But I just think... You've changed. He's been, <laughs> he's you, took, been, you took the soup. I did. But he's been better in this World Cup than I expected him to be. I expected him to be, have a howler in the opening game and he had a good opening game against Iran. And from that point forward, it's like, oh, well, he's... The absence of howlers is not enough. Well, maybe, but like... It's the hot take. It's the first time we've got to use that. Maybe it could be a cold take. I don't know if we've had... I can say Harry Maguire, grand. No, you're saying he's good. He's, he's good again. He's like, no, no, no. I'm he's not saying, back. I'm not saying he is good again. I'm saying he, he, he plays differently for England and he plays better for England than he does for United. He still has to usurp uh, Raphael Varane and that right-hand side of United's defence. Well, Varane's... I mean... Central defence. How much football is Varane going to play for the rest of the year? Coming back from the World Cup... Exhausted. Seems Maguire though. They're both twenty nine. Um, I'm just Varane's injury profile. I wouldn't be terribly surprised if Varane gets injured soon. Yeah. Are you having Lindelof in ahead of Maguire then on the right hand side of United Central Defence? I just I think Maguire's talked himself back into consideration for a starting place. Would you yeah. you're happy to see him back though? I might be seeing him back on form, yeah. I, I think Varane still will start like United's big games this season ahead of him. Um unless he starts playing really, really well in training or, and in matches when he gets the opportunity, Maguire. But I think this World Cup has been a good World Cup for him. He's had a better World Cup than Alessandro Martinez, who's been in and out for Argentina. Yeah, but then if he goes on, Martinez, and, like, he, he could have a stormer tonight against Croatia. But, but at the time of speaking, time of speaking, yeah. Hag's play, uh, picking his first 11 back after the World Cup and everyone's fit, and it, Maguire has to play, doesn't he? No. Based on, based <clears> on form? No. What? Has to play. Mart- Martinez is on the left side of that defence, so he, he, he stays there anyway. Martinez hasn't <clears> had a good <throat> World Cup. But the, form, the form in the World Cup matters not a single jot to the manager of Manchester United. What does he care about it? What does he care? Well, it's in season. This is the whole point of this World Cup. It's different. You're playing yourself into form during the season. So now you go back to play for Manchester United. It's only a matter of days before you play again. You're in form. You've done well. The, well, pictures, the, the pictures burned into the mind, like the old cathode ray tube of Eric Ten Hag, are all the mistakes that Harry Maguire has made for him. The the four nil in the first half, like yeah. that's what Eric Ten Hag is like, and he sees him He's day in day out at training as well. Remember all the mistakes he makes in training that we don't even get to see. Burnt into his mind. He's the manager. The manager has to be flexible. He's not a fan. He's gonna he's gonna judge him on his merits, Bill. He's yeah, gonna, every his, day and his he's merits are look. mistakes. That you're talking about legacy issues there. At the moment, he's at the moment at the time of speaking, he's actually not playing that badly. So Tang was like, okay, he's actually playing well at the moment. Good job. See, him. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Tyrone Mings or Maguire? I mean, at the heart of your Villa defence, if you had to pick, I mean, I'm probably picking Maguire. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, doesn't say much, I guess. But and I'd say, I'd say if the we, bar is low there, Shane. If we played this yet. game, uh, stick Callum Chambers in and be happy. If we played this game with you for several Premier League defenders, I think you would pick Maguire. No, I would, but I'm not. At Man United, Maguire at Man United. are. <laughs> I'm just saying, players who have a good World Cup, it can mm. help. It can help. What do you think? We're, we're talking a lot about the World Cup here. Yeah. I think it's fitting. We're approaching the end. We're getting into reflective mood. Yes. What would you say is the best goal of the World Cup? Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought you might come to this, Colm. Um, like, 
I still stand by Richarlison's being certainly consideration. I know it was early, it was a group stage goal, wasn't it? Mm. Um, I'm not buying any arguments about the touch or anything. Well, that's really interesting. Is it? Because last night, our dearly beloved Kenny Cunningham mm-hmm. was on News Round talking to Joe Malloy, who asked him this very question, and here's what he said about Richarlison's goal. I don't even put the Richarlison goal in there, which a lot of people would, I suppose. No, just because of that first touch of his, it got away from him, didn't it? He tried to trap it and it popped up in the air and then his but the recovery, in, the recovery, recovery was, was up, but I can't, get, so I can't get, no, I can't get past that. <laughs> okay, so fair enough. So I've got to, I've got to reel that one out. Honourable mention. Oh, Kenny. It was a stance for me. It was a, it was a, that's a power stance if ever I saw one. And I like Kenny is, Kenny's pulled it off. If Kenny Cunningham scored that goal that Richardson scored, we never hear the end of it, and rightly so. What a goal! If uh, if Kenny Cunningham scored that goal, yeah, he would apologise for his first touch. He'd be like, oh, "I was just recovering." I mean, Kenny's point is it was kind of what a, why I didn't have Richardson as the best goal because it was the first touch. I don't think Richardson meant for it to go out that much, ah, and he, the recovery was it's the best recovery goal of the World Cup. It was the moment that lit up the world. It was the first moment that lit up the World Cup up there with the Saudis beating the Argies. I think like your hot take there a while ago, the biggest hot take of the World Cup goals by so far was Chavez's free kick from Mexico, which. Joe Malloy, in the same segment last night, you should try this immediately goal. ruled out. Immediately ruled that goal out because it was a free kick. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to rule out set pieces as goals of the tournament. It's discrimination. Uh, you probably... I, I mean, if, if it's the best goal, it's the best goal. It doesn't really matter how it's... Like, what the, that, <laughs> Sorry, that, that was really comfortable for a while. I can see how Kenny does it. Uh, yeah, but the best goal... Not, the best goal from play, maybe, is a different argument. Okay, that's fine. That's fine if you want to categorise that. But I think free kicks get overlooked. You don't strike me as a man who's that interested in best goals of the tournament. Uh, I don't know. It's not over. Like, so it's, fair. It's really not over, you know? But there's four games the Bubakar, like Richardson is the best goal from play, isn't it? No, uh, you see, the Bubakar thing is lovely finish. It's, it's what I would determine astro finish. Yeah. I.e. there's no pressure because he thought, um, he, was he, thought he was offside. Yeah, so so you've you got, you got to put it into context. Chavez's free kick came at a crucial point in the match. Like, do you, do you, how easy it would have been to fluff that and smash it over the bar because you're overly anxious hitting the free kick? Richardson was, I think the game was, was it 0-0? It's 1-0. 1-0? I'm just watching it again. 72 minutes gone. 1-0, they're up. It was important. They're, they're, they're winning anyway. It's still an important goal. I don't know, I don't know if the first touch was bad either. It's like, ah, it's, bad. it's not bad. There aren't that many places the first touch can go that doesn't get... We're talking about goals of the tournament. So here's yeah, the point big, though. Big but thing. If, if, if his first touch is any different, mm. he gets tackled. Yeah. Oh, he, does he? he? Yeah, he, if his first touch is... Like, his first touch has to go up for him to give himself time to get off the ground to do the why do, kick. Why does the ex-professional Kenny Cunningham think that the first touch is loose? Well, how many goals can Kenny score? How many defending has uh, defending has Kenny done? Kenny's a, Kenny's Kenny a, has literally seen all the best goals in the world the first-hand. Yeah. You know? So is, does exactly. it really matter more or less because he's, he's got... He's, well, he's I mean, afraid to talk about them. Does he think they were good goals or does he think the defending could have been a bit he better? He thinks they're good goals, but I think Kenny uh, has a correct... The best goal of the tournament is like, nah. The first well, sorry, you haven't clarified what the best goal have from, you, from have play you just is watched it back since, have, have you watched the goal back since Kenny comes complaining about the first touch? Because literally the first touch can't go anywhere else. Yeah. So what was Kenny's point? I don't know. It's like the first touch, it's gone up too high in the air. Heavy. How does he, how does he, how does he have time to... So what would, you, what would you say to Kenny if he was here now? Uh, incorrect. And what would Kenny incorrect, say? Incorrect, Kenny. And what would Kenny say? Well, <coughs> let's just watch the goal again. Not for me, pal. <laughs> not for me, pal. That's what he'd say. Really? Like, what, what's the best goal from play if it's not, if it's not Richardson or Abubakar? Because we're discounting that. 
um, there was a great header for South Korea and I can't remember who scored ah, stop. it stop oh brilliant bullet, ah, bullet header you don't see bullet header scored anymore good there team was a great move. header from South Korea team that move. nobody remembers no wait there was another goal as well actually that I'm thinking of there, there. was there was a few there was another goal why did you just count the Bukar's goal he, he thought, thought he was offside. offside so maybe he would so have he tried was, he was playing around a bit doing a bit of Astro stuff 5-3 hour when the next team is about to come on still brilliant he said afterwards he thought he was offside no, he thought he was offside because everyone stopped. He didn't even celebrate the goal. He didn't so, celebrate. He, he just stopped dead and he looked over the, the, one the flag. Where the one where he's, um, I'm looking at the celebration here. We celebrated after maybe the right goal there. was given then. Over the linesman. Yeah, like Eric Cantona. Yeah, but I don't think he was doing a Cantona type celebration. Were the Saudi goals not brilliant against Argentina? One of them was class. Sure, yeah. I got a great uh, suggestion. Here we go. A friend of the show. Right. Chouamani's goal against England. It's a good goal, Daisy yeah. cutter. A crucial goal. It's a good goal, no, but no. It's, it's, you've seen it a million times. Like Abubakar's goal, you have not seen a million times. Pavar's goal in 2018 was better. That's a beautiful goal, but it's a different World Cup. True. Different World Cup. <laughs> it was. <laughs> not for me. Uh, that was uh, Rory Larmer's shout there for Chouamani, and I don't think it's a bad shout. Uh, I'd love to hear more suggestions there. Neymar's you guys need to get out more. Yeah, we do, but like, it's all we've got. It's the dark evenings, Jer. Well, you're not watching this. No, I'm saying uh, Rory Larmer needs to get out more if he thinks Chouamani's goal is like the goal of the World Cup. It is. Rory, re- what it, you think? It is recency bias, potentially. <laughs> we're all guilty of a bit of recency bias. That's why we're recency sorry. Bias. It's not happened recently. We are so quick to dismiss Haaland on the, on the show this morning as well. It's like, oh yeah, Haaland's not playing we, the World I'm not dismissing, we? not dismissing Haaland. Uh, like, but, like, but he's he's not as good at the moment because he's not at the World Cup. But no, that's not necessarily his fault. He plays for Norway. <laughs> like Mbappe plays for France. He, he's lucky in that the French generation right now are brilliant. The Nor- Norwegian generation they're also pretty good. They're decent, but they're not World Cup level just yet. They probably are. They should be, maybe. I mean, mean, scrape past the Republic of Ireland. Look, it's a 1A and 1B, but it's definitely like there's a 1A who's clearly better. I think they're both 600 leaving cert points. That's what they are. Two absolute honours students. It's hard to to discern between them. They're two different different types of players anyway. We're talking about it's recency bias. Football fans are so fickle. Oh, Jesus. That's true. This thing just sounds more aggressive in a Monaghan accent, I think. Um... But Haaland's not in the World Cup, so that's why we're talking about Mbappe more. Simple as that. The Premier League will start again. Who, who Haaland will score a hat-trick. Who would you rather have in your team? Who gets you out of your seat more? Out of, your, out of my seat more? That's that's different. So Mbappe, Who would you rather have in your team? Mbappe gets me out of my seat more, but I'd prefer to have Haaland in my team. No, yeah, that's fair enough. With some, like if Griezmann was delivering balls into Haaland, like like he delivered into Giroud the other night, Haaland's scoring outrageous numbers of goals. And he already will for City. It does look like they could play together. Now, yeah. that team's not doing a lot of pressing. Well, it's true. Uh, I wonder, would, he, would, he, would Mbappe press for Klopp? Like, is there a world in which he, he would do all the things that you want he, him to do? He's ah. the hardest worker of the front three PSG, which is saying something, obviously. But he does, um, he, I wouldn't call him like a lazy runner. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I, think, I think Mbappe's pretty much instructed to play the free role, but I think he 100% can and is willing to do it for the, in the right circumstances. But obviously you're going to have to treat him like a superstar. If France win this World Cup, which I think they will, He'll have retained he the World is, Cup. Like, he? he already is a superstar. Even more so, but I'm saying his reputation, as in like in his head, it'll be like, I just won two World Cups back to back. There was a great I'm not going to run for you. Yeah. The, the, but the Klopp could make him win. That's, well, if one man can. Yeah. There, there was a great photo of Mbappe in front, front of one of the pap- English papers at the weekend, I think, was it? Him as a kid, with a, like a, he was on a treadmill, they were all doing tests. He an Ireland jersey on. <laughs> he didn't, unfortunately. Could have played for <laughs> Ireland. Uh, <laughs> electrodes coming out of him, and uh, electrodes. And um, it was at the, the French Academy when he was like, you know, eight or nine years of age, and it's just wheeling out footballers and he's, he's so young looking and yet he has the same face that he always has yeah. 
just incredible that, that they've managed to create those talents. His face to be the image of the World Cup for me, the reaction to Kane's penalty miss. It's just incredible. It's not finished yet. Up. It's not finished yet. Mm. Messi's face when Mbappe misses, Mbappe's face when Messi misses, who knows? I mean, it would be good to see them go up against each other in the final. Well, Messi's already lost the World Cup final. What if he, what if he gets to the final and loses another? I know, that's, yeah. That's, T- tainted legacy. Oh, that's a tough career to, to have. Oh, Ronaldo laughing. Oh, he'll be loving it. Uh, the... Um, Transfer America round is officially going to crank into gear. It has cranked into gear now that England are out. Shao mm. Felix has been linked with Aston Villa. I, I, I like, I mean, you know, uh, I, I frequently talk about Junior Soprano and the thing that he would like to do, to do sometimes as a, hey, you know, this is a complete fantasy. But um, uh, Arsenal are now leading that because obviously Gabriel Jesus is, is out, so they're going to need somebody. But uh, because Ronaldo's gone, Manchester United also need somebody. So there is going to be loads of money sloshing around post World Cup. Mm. If, if the football boom is back, baby. But the big news that I thought would, would be of interest is that Brazil want Carlo Ancelotti to be their next manager. Mm. I was hearing Pep Guardiola's name yesterday. Well, Pep has said he wants to coach Barcelona or Brazil at the end <laughs> when he's done, right? But he's not done, and he signed a new deal. Yeah. So that that's him off the table for now, right? Fair. Like he made a big show of uh, going over and seeing his overlords and being around for the start of the World Cup. Remember? Yeah, I thought so. My new deal with my gold pen. <laughs> oh look, I'm signing it in whatever the most expensive material in the world is. Mm. John Hancock. So, but Carlo Ancelotti managing Brazil. Is I mean, it, I'm like, I was I was out for a long time on Carlo, and then I've been obviously proven completely wrong. Is so, there already wasn't enough focus on on Brazil or pressure? All of a sudden, you get a massive name manager in, like an Ancelotti or Mourinho, and you're like, "Well, no Mourinho, but Ancelotti." <clears> like, if you just think of what he's done at Madrid, where it's just this kind of shower of. It would have Mourinho speaks Portuguese. He's yeah, but he's a terrible manager now. What? Just won the Conference League with Roma last season. Oh yeah, great Conference. What you want to do with Roma? When what's the last? When's the last trophy Roma picked up? Two thousand and one Scudetto. So it's not his job. <laughs> it's the, it look, yeah, and, and he's done it. And how many Roman managers failed United? to win a trophy? Okay, anyway, right, the, came second. He's, he came he, second. He's a completely busted flush compared to where he was at the peak. Oh, of yeah, the I, I'd accept that. Right, well, that's all. That's all. Not a bad manager. So Carlo Ancelotti managing this Brazil team? No. Yeah, I'd, absolutely. I think that'd be class. Yeah. yeah, I think he'd be perfect for them. I'd have it. I'd, I'd enjoy that. He's the best manager to deal with superstars. Ancelotti. He just gets them to play from. He, he has doesn't this, care. Yeah, he has this uh, raw kind of uh, charisma to him, and it's just like he kind of has a take it or leave it approach to football management which I think really uh, rubs people the right way in terms of the top level of the game they kind of respect him too he's done it all OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar 